Hey marketers, we're so glad you've tuned into the Girls in Marketing podcast. It's a very special corner of the internet. If you're new around here, we love to share inspiring advice from the best of the best, which is why we invite successful marketers and business people to chat about the ins and outs of the industry. Whether you're an established marketer, searching for your first role, or just marketing curious, we've got a little something for everyone. If you've not heard of Girls in Marketing before, where have you been? We're an online community and educational platform that offers digital resources and networking opportunities. We live and breathe digital marketing, and we're here to help you feel just as empowered as us. Right, enough chat. Let's get into some marketing magic. Our podcast wouldn't be possible without our wonderful sponsors, and we want to give them a massive shout out today. I know from personal experience that writing CVs and cover letters can be such a big and daunting task, which is why when Kick Resume agreed to sponsor the podcast, I couldn't have been more overjoyed. If you've not heard of Kick Resume before, it helps people create amazing CVs, cover letters, and personal portfolio websites. Even if you have zero graphic design skills, Kick Resume lets you build and create your dream CV from scratch. It has over 1,500 CV examples to be inspired by, and it's helped 1.2 million people across the world secure jobs that they love, many of them at companies like Apple, Google, and Nike. Kick Resume is kindly offering you guys one month completely free. Just go to the link in the show notes to claim your offer and get creating. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Girls of Marketing podcast. Now, if you're a fan of beauty industry, you may have heard of Tatty Lashes, which is an amazing luxury brand, which is based in Liverpool, which we absolutely love. Well, today we are joined with Molly Hadfield, who is the head of social media and influencers at Tatty Lashes. Hi, Molly. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to record this because I'm absolutely obsessed with podcasts. So this is just ideal for me. Yeah, we we love recording podcasts with new people and I always love hearing new stories and journeys. So we're definitely going to dive into that today. I'd love to kind of get you to give a rundown of what Tatty Lashes is, what you guys are about, and then a little bit about you as well. Of course. So Tatty Lashes was started in Liverpool by two best friends, Charlotte and Elliot, who used to have their own salons. So they noticed a gap in the market and started to create and sell lashes for makeup artists and lash techs. Um, and now they're the number one eyelash brand in Europe. So um, yeah, it's doing really well. We actually recently released a whole video on how the brand started on our Instagram. And it really breaks down just like how a dream between two best friends can turn into a global lash empire. So so yeah, it's really exciting. And yeah, as you've mentioned, I'm the head of social media and influencers. And I've been doing that for um, in total for about five years now, six years, I think I've been doing social for. That's crazy. That's such a long time. Is it something that you obviously enjoy then since you've been there for so long? Yeah, so I've been just doing social in general for six years, but I've been at Tatty for two years. And honestly, as soon as I joined the brand, I just felt like I fitted in like part of the family. It is like pretty much family run. So they made me feel so welcome. And yeah, two years going strong there and absolutely loving it. And I think what's amazing to see in particular is a Liverpool-based business going global and being huge. And I honestly think that's a dream for so many Liverpool business owners, especially someone like myself. Um, Could you tell us a little bit more about your role? So you are the head of social media and influencers. So what kinds of things do you work on and what sorts of things do you oversee? 
Well, because we're a big business, but a, like a smaller amount of employees, I do a bit of everything, which suits me down to the ground. I currently manage a team of three. So I've got a social media and influencer exec, two graphic designers, which I work really closely with. So whenever we've got a new campaign or collab coming up, I'll help to organise the shoots, do a lot of like the creative side of things. I work really closely with the CEOs developing that side of things. And we've just got a really open flow of communication with like new launches and like all ideas are welcome. So it's really nice to be a part of, but yeah, every day is just different for me. I see Tatty Lashes working with influencers all the time. So is that like a large part of your role then to get those kind of influencer collabs in, like get going and and the process of that, is that a part of what you do? Yeah, so influencers is a huge part of my role. Um, That is basically like the bread and butter. So tatty lashes are spread through word of mouth, through makeup artists, through your Love Island cast. Like that's just something that obviously is a big focus for us. And so we're constantly reaching out to new makeup artists, constantly trying to be on the latest talent on Instagram, TikTok, you name it. It's like daily searches basically to see who would be a great fit for the brand. Yeah, I I honestly see it everywhere. And I actually seen Tati is, I don't know how recent this is, and it might be old news to you, but I seen that Tati's in Superdrug. Is that new? Yeah, so I think that was last year that we launched there. But um, that was such a big goal for Charlotte and Elliot and the rest of the team. And that was the retailer that they always wanted to be in. And for just us to walk into the store and actually see it there rather than it just being online is just such a nice feeling when you're out and about shopping and you walk in and you see the stand and the lashes that I know there's been so much hard work that's gone into them it's just such a warm feeling I actually see them the other day and I was like oh tatty lashes <laughs> you kind of just acknowledge because obviously I've spoken to you quite a few times and I just know of the brand because it's in Liverpool anyway so it's really like nice to see that especially in such a big brand like Superdrug. So in terms of your actual role, so we have a lot of marketers and people who want to get into marketing. So I'd love to dive a little bit more into you and your experience, your journey and your role at Tati. So you said that you worked with influencers and you do a lot of the social media. You know, you said about influencers, what is your process for going about reaching out to influencers? What sort of people do you look for? Or, you know, what is like, do you have a strategy in place or campaigns that you'd you'd like to talk about? I'm really interested because marketing seems to have been at the forefront of, of Tati as a brand. Oh, definitely. And like we were a social media started brand. That's where Charlotte and Elliot started the brand themselves and it's grown from there. So all of social is just so important to us as like a new social media platform comes out we jump on it straight away just because it's all about staying relevant it's all about keeping ourselves at the forefront of everybody's mind and as you say influencers is such a big part of that for us so for us with influencers firstly it's content so we work with such a variation of influencers from some with a few thousand followers to some with millions and for us it's all about the content that you create we have some amazing influencers that have got top of the line cameras who take the most gorgeous shots and take really high res videos for us just through gifting and they've got a couple thousand followers and we appreciate that so much it's so lovely for us to see 
our product being tagged in this just absolutely insane content. And then on the flip side, we work with celebs and that's obviously a big part of our job is making sure that we're working with these influential people who can bring new customers to our site. And yeah, it is just such a big part of the brand. And I think it will just continue to do that forever because the influencer industry is forever growing and changing. So we just want to grow and change with it. And also with your job, so obviously you said you work with a lot of celebrities, kind of like sometimes really big A-list celebrities. Is it strange for you that kind of seeing that process and then at the end seeing like the product? So for example, if you completely organize a kind of influencer relationship or a celeb relationship to then seeing it all come to life? Oh, definitely. And like, for example, we've worked with Little Mix's makeup artist and then we see them wearing the lashes we've worked with Cardi B's makeup artist we see her wearing the lashes and it starts off with an email and you kind of don't really process it until the pictures are posted on Instagram and we're all going oh my god that's an amazing piece of content and then obviously we get to share that then with our followers and it's people that have really seen the brand from day one getting to see us experience get to see us experience doing these amazing things and then obviously they go oh they're so amazing for you so it's just nice that we've got this community that is supporting us and exciting for us doing so well as well yeah that is so nice to hear especially from like a marketing point of view and knowing that you know like you said you sent that initial email and maybe at the time you thought this is like a stretch or you know um, this is never going to happen or it's it's quite far out of our reach right now that probably happens a lot during the kind of initial stages of, of influencer stuff I'm guessing yeah yeah definitely like you can only ask and I think that is such a big bit of advice to any brand really like you're not gonna get it if you don't ask for it and just don't be afraid to just take that next step and just give it a go because you just never know what you're going to get out of it. Yeah and then eventually seeing you know a celebrity wearing the lashes I think will be quite cool like I've never worked on that capacity before in terms of working with celebrities and influencers but I can imagine that seeing you know something that you've not created obviously but like your campaign for example as as really came to life and then the results of that I, I just think that would be so cool from a marketing perspective it really is and especially when we do obviously collaborations with people so Charlotte and Elliot work with like directly with the influencer the celeb that we're working with to sit and design these lashes from like boards they'll say so what do you like about this one do you want it to have more of a wing on so they'll sit there and go into these tiny tiny details of the lashes and we'll be trying them on in the office to see if they suit eye shapes I'm always modeling different lashes in the office to see if they're good for the market and like seeing it go from that where it is just us testing trying different styles saying does that work does that not work to then actually seeing it then posted as a final campaign with a video is just amazing to be a part of yeah and it really shows like your kind of the way you've went from you know doing that and and kind of being a part of it from the very beginning I'm sure you feel very accomplished when that happens definitely it's such a proud moment so something that I want to talk a little bit more about is the luxury beauty and the fashion industry itself I know that it's it's such a large part of marketing and there's so many marketers out there that want to get into that industry and it appeals to so many people 
why were you in particular so drawn to the to the world of beauty obviously you have moved up in your career and now you're working a really great role at tatty what is it that has made you want to kind of be in beauty and you know stay in beauty so I've always been obsessed with makeup when I was younger I actually did debate becoming a makeup artist because I was always going up to my room spending hours playing with makeup watching youtube tutorials looking on pinterest so actually being able to like work in this industry is such a dream for me and it was that moment between thinking well do I want to be a makeup artist or do I actually just love the content side of things as well so I feel like I've got the best of the situation because I'm working with all these amazingly talented people and I'm creating the content I'm being involved in the strategy and it just scratches so many itches for me as a person and I just feel like it there couldn't really be a much better role for me. Oh, I love scratches so many itches. (laughs) I've never been like I've ever heard that before, but that's a really interesting kind of take on things. I think that with beauty in particular, I've always had a love for beauty as well. And I feel like I'd be really suited to kind of working in beauty marketing, maybe not necessarily fashion marketing because I don't have much of a fashion sense, but definitely um, makeup. If I wasn't obviously doing everything that I'm doing, I feel like I'd be a really good suit for that because I feel like even though you're working in marketing and the content, appreciating makeup, you know, for example, lashes, if you are someone who's a big fan of it anyway, like it's always going to work. Like when you were saying, you know, you go around the office and you wear lashes. If you weren't a big makeup fan, then I don't really think it would be as as nice and as good to work for a company like that. Oh, definitely. And I think as well with beauty, it's such a spectrum nowadays. Like even if you weren't a big lash wearer, you can go into kind of more natural beauty or you can go into skincare or there is a brand for everybody. And I do think it is all just about finding the brand that suits you because you can't really give your all into your job, especially in marketing where you've got to be talking about how amazing the products are if you don't really believe in it. And I think as well, you talked a little bit about obviously like glitz and glamour and kind of that sort of lifestyle in terms of marketing and and like beauty and marketing and how that kind of goes hand in hand. But I think that with beauty marketing in particular, it's seen and kind of portrayed online as a really glamorous job and something that is, you know, really fun to work in, which I'm sure it is. But do you think that it's all as glitz and glamour as it seems? Absolutely not. I don't think any job is 100% all glitz and glamour. If it was, my life would be very boring. People always like say to me, oh, I saw your picture on Instagram working in LA or I saw you went to this event. But I think people think that I've had the whole day to get ready and I've just rocked up when in reality, I've packed hundreds of goodie bags. I've shaved my legs in the taxi and I'm just praying that my phone battery lasts me for the whole event. So But then you've got the flip side where I've travelled to LA, met so many amazing people and I've worked on Unreal campaign shoots. So you've literally just got to take the rough of the smooth on those. And I think those little moments where you look back and you think, oh my God, I've been sweating for the last five hours packing these goodie bags. But then you see influencers enjoying them. That's when it all comes together. Yeah. And I think as well, as we were talking about earlier with the whole like, letting a whole campaign come together and seeing that end product you know you were probably thinking um you know if if that whole situation you know metaphorically you were kind of shaving your legs in a taxi (laughs) and then 
just go into a shoot and then you see that shoot happening and you see it and you're like oh that's the shoot where I shaved my legs in this literally yeah definitely (laughs) Instagram is all just the best moments anyway like I'm not gonna sit there filming myself getting ready in the back of a taxi or rushing around sweating with goodie bags like that's just not realistic so it's very easy from the outside to kind of look at someone who's in like a marketing role to think oh gosh they just live the high life they just go to all these events they do this they do that but you've really got to be prepared to put in the work and do the not so fun jobs per se when girls in marketing started making money as a business i reached out to crunch the online accounting service for a bit of guidance its team was so helpful honestly this platform is incredible and we're so excited that they're sponsoring our podcast Crunch have just launched a free version of their paid subscription service. Yep, you get unlimited invoicing, expenses and banking feeds with the option to also get self-assessment support as a paid add-on. If you've just got into freelancing or you're looking for a way to manage your business finances easily, I'd highly recommend checking out Crunch Free. All you have to do is visit our website for more information and hit the link to meet your new accounting BFF. Seriously, it's a game changer and you won't regret it. You know, it is fun to work with these celebrities and these influencers. But like you said, it's also a big job because, you know, especially if you work with kind of A-list celebrities, like, you know, for example, um, Tati Lashes has worked with Kardashians, Paris Hilton, Cardi B, so many others. And I think that, you know, you think, oh, it's amazing to like work with those celebrities. But in reality, they've got a huge team and there's been so many kind of loops that you've had to jump through, so many things that you've had to do. And I think, you know, like you said, you can, from the outside, it's just a picture or it's just a video. And no one really thinks of like the months and, and years even that has gone into a campaign to make it what it is. Oh, definitely. Like, Every, everybody does just look at the finished polished result but that like there's been years hours days gone into securing these deals getting that perfect picture and it's really understanding that if this is the industry you want to go into that there is so many layers below it can you give any advice then while we're talking about it to people who might want to get into into the industry what sort of things that you would say in terms of advice obviously you've just kind of reiterated that it's not what it seems but do you have anything else that you think it would be good for people to know about the industry or something that you've learned from being in the industry of course I'd say it's honestly the most fun job on the planet I would just say that you don't know everything so always be researching always be on Instagram, TikTok, looking at the next few trends. Whilst you think you know everything and you're up to date, there's like 10,000 new influencers, there's a new social platform launched. There's, yeah, there's just so much to learn. And I would just say always be on top of your game and put in the investment into making yourself the most knowledgeable that you can be. Mm -hmm. I think there is that aspect of Obviously, with the whole rise in TikTok, everyone is kind of freaking out now in marketing because everyone's like, there's going to be new social platforms all the time. And there's so many different algorithms and so many updates that you need to know, because I suppose for a job like yours, not only do you need to know the beauty industry, but also the marketing industry as well. Definitely, 100%. And I think people just think that you can rock up and just post on Instagram without like, actually getting to know the analytics, you need to know that platform inside and out. 
like you need to know your influencers you need to know your analytics you need to know algorithms like there is so many layers to it and it may just look like one layer to people outside but it's it's just not the case at all mm-hmm. and I think all you need to do really is just start looking a little bit further you know as a marketer if there is anyone listening right now who is mark is works in marketing as a marketer or is an aspiring marketer who wants to go into the beauty industry I think we know how much effort goes into a campaign anyway but obviously when you're working on social media with the algorithms and the updates or you're working with influencers who have massive teams like it's not all that it always seems but it's definitely I feel like from the conversation that we've obviously had during this podcast that you feel you've you have to work hard but you very much get the rewards and you feel grateful for having that experience definitely and I think there is not one set path for marketing as well so putting in the hours will give you more of an insight to where you actually want to be because I know people who have started out maybe doing emails that have then switched over to social who have gone into social then have switched over to doing more like in-store campaigns and like the POS side of things and I think it is just about kind of finding out who you are and what you like putting the effort in kind of trying a few different avenues and then you'll find the right path for you and it'll all pay off in the end so while we're on the topic of obviously having a journey and doing all these different amazing things we know that you've worked with a few other notable beauty brands in the past and I think it will be really good for you to share a little bit more about your career journey and how you've climbed the ladder because you're obviously you you're you have a team now it's not a huge team as you said but you are leading a team now and what is your career journey been like Of course. So I actually started out doing a apprenticeship, which was social media for a business. So I did get into uni and it was for fashion buying, which is so just, I don't even know what that was about nowadays, but (laughs) I got into uni and I was just sat there and I was like, I don't want to go to uni. It's just not for me. And like, it suits some people, but it just, it wasn't suiting me. So yeah, I found the apprenticeship for social media because I did sit down and just have a think about what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And then from there I did my apprenticeship with a fitness brand called Gym Cube and I was there for two years and then because beauty was where I wanted to be I got the job at the fragrance shop but as I got the job there they were launching two sister brands called Indulge Beauty and Scent Addict so I was running all three social channels well all three brands social channels so that was Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for all three brands so although that was heavy it taught me how to balance my workload it really made me work hard and I feel like it gave me an insight into obviously like juggling the different platforms realizing that you really need to prioritize your time and yeah it was just amazing because I got to work with brands such as Urban Decay, Makeup Forever and like so many more whilst I was at Indulge Beauty as well and I feel like it set me on my path and solidified the fact I did want to be in beauty. It's so nice to hear that your journey isn't the traditional kind of university experience because I know a lot of people especially with the current climate feel that they've got to go to university or got to do a master's and there's a lot of pressure there but there is a huge rise in apprenticeships as well what was your experience with with an apprenticeship do you feel like not going to uni kind of set you back or do you think that it almost put you forward 
just the way I learn, I learn better whilst experiencing. So apprenticeship for me was the best thing that I ever did. And I, I just look back on it with so many fond memories. I made some of my bestest friends there. I, yeah, it, it was just a great time. And I felt like I was being treated like an adult whilst I was going through it. And that's sometimes not how people feel when they're in uni. They feel like they're still stuck in that kind of school environment. Whereas I wanted to be out earning money. It was, I wanted to be getting experience. And it was just a way for me to kickstart my career in such a great way, whilst obviously gaining a, valu- a valuable qualification. So yeah, it worked really well for me. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people speak about especially marketing related apprenticeships recently because there seems to have been such a huge spike in them so I definitely think that it's because we get kind of I think when we're younger we we get kind of like conditioned in in education to go from you know primary school high school then maybe you know sixth formal college and then university and it's very like strict and like this is the path that you take and sometimes there's there's pressure there from you know external sources and sometimes there's not but for me I never considered marketing kind of pre-university at all I didn't study marketing at university but I did go to university and I think that like people think that there's this kind of strict path to go you know all the way through education and go to university and then get get a job but I think you're kind of proof that you don't need to go to university to be successful and also to work in the area that you want to work in you know you didn't necessarily do your apprenticeship in the area that you wanted to go into but you very much kind of took it did it run with it and then I'm kind of moved on from it and kind of grew from there which is which is really inspiring yeah I think as well with apprenticeships I went into that like not knowing what to expect at all because when you think about social media as just a user that's not in marketing you you kind of don't know where you're going to start with it so I think starting it in an area different to where I am now has helped me to just be more experienced and I've seen things from a different kind of side so it, it definitely is beneficial to try a few different kind of industries just so you can again decide what's going to suit you because until you have tried a few things you just never know where you're going to be mm-hmm. and with university people just consider that they think it's the right thing for them without considering other options so I actually think that it was quite kind of clever for you to be so self-aware that you decided actually like university isn't for me and that you know I learn better this way you know whether it's an apprenticeship or not and obviously there are a lot of people out there who you know enjoy going to university I loved my university experience but I think it's not it didn't get me the job that I I got after university the job that I got was because I'd built up a load of experience whilst I was there so I think that you know, university isn't the be all end all. And I think it's really nice to know that, you know, you didn't go to university, but you're still kind of making the most of the career that you've got. And there are probably tons of people out there right now, if they've went to university, or if they haven't, that are thinking to themselves, they don't really know, you know, what to do next, and they're not really sure. We did touch on it a little bit before. But I think, If someone, for example, just wants to get into marketing, so even taking away that beauty element, what is some advice that you would give to someone who wants to pursue that kind of dream marketing career? 
I would just say look into all the different aspects of marketing and think about what suits your kind of personality what suits your interests so obviously for me as I've as I've got like a YouTube channel, I love posting on Instagram myself, I love TikTok, all that content creation around social suits me perfectly. So that's why I went into that path. But that might not necessarily be the case with somebody else. So I think just look at yourself, try a few different things. There's so many different avenues that you can go and learn online as well as actually go into uni and apprenticeships before you take that big leap and I would just say give yourself time think it through and just make sure that you're kitting yourself with as much knowledge as possible because knowledge is everything in this industry definitely and you mentioned there that you have a YouTube channel which we thought was really interesting because we promote side hustles and passion projects and you obviously do your YouTube channel and beauty blog outside of your job what actually made you start one start doing it for yourself well just everything about YouTube speaks to me as a person I did film studies at college so I'm really into filming and editing videos and obviously as I've said I love makeup and I just wanted to kind of teach people how to do attainable looks at home without the pressure of needing to kind of book in with makeup artists all the time and just showing how easy it is to kind of give yourself that little confidence boost if you need it in the comfort of your own home and I love getting creative I love being involved with trends and I just used to spend hours watching all the OG YouTubers and just appreciating how watching a video of a person that I don't really know talking through their like boots haul at home could just make me feel so happy and I wanted to give that back yeah I always used to watch YouTube back in the day it was one of the top things on my to-do list when I came home from school I'd get on YouTube watching a, a few different videos from all these different people and I think you know YouTube is is a huge platform and it's still massive now it, I think it's crazy as a marketing point of view how big it actually is and how you know, much impact that YouTube has itself. Um, and obviously your channel is based around beauty, but people can start YouTube channels about anything. Like there is genuinely YouTube channels about everything and anything, um, which is just so, so interesting. And I think that, you know, if you are an aspiring marketer and you're interested in getting into the field, YouTube might be a good way to kind of get into it. You know, starting a YouTube channel, yeah. it's free, it's accessible. You know, if you like being in front of the camera or don't mind being in front of the camera or even if you've got skills to show off or something cool to do like starting a YouTube channel might be something that you should do definitely and for me that my YouTube channel has been brought up in every single interview I've ever sat in and that just it just baffles me so much because obviously I do it and I I don't I kind of never really think about it it's on my CV but it's always such a big talking point and I think to be honest that has secured me a few of the jobs that like back at the fragrance shop that was quite a big focus because they were looking at developing video content but they didn't have the team that could necessarily put this put the time aside to edit videos so I used to do some of the video edits for social and like I still kind of help trim stuff here and there now we've got a a big team obviously we've got the two graphic designers that work across our like video content now at Tati but I still help out here and there say something needs quickly chopping down and it's just things like that that have given me skills that I do I use daily basically and you wouldn't have that experience without YouTube 
practically everyone I meet, I say, you know, do you do something like separate to your job or do you do something um, separate to your studies? Because I think that's a huge talking point for a lot of employers. And equally, it's just something nice to do that, you know, is related to your career in a way, but it's not directly just your job. Definitely. Like when you're looking, obviously, when you're looking at a job and there's all these different aspects, if the employer can see that you do an element of that job as a hobby, they're just going to feel like that's so valuable. So it just feels like like common sense to be looking into these things outside of hours and really invest in that time if you want to be a next level candidate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's about, especially in the job market, today's job market. I mean, it's not the greatest right now. And I think standing out and having that USP, I talk so much to people, whoever listens at this point, I'm not sure if anyone does listen, <laughs> um, about finding your USP, like, you know, yourself and who you are is so, you know, unique and amazing. And, you know, if you, even if you're not comfortable having a YouTube channel, you know, starting a blog or an Instagram or just doing something a little bit different and having that, you know, extra thing that you just do. And it doesn't have to be regular. You know, there are massive influencers on YouTube that post every day or every week. And it doesn't have to be the case. You know, you don't have to do it consistently, but just kind of doing it just shows employers and other people that you've got these interests and that you, you know, you do these things because you actually enjoy them. Oh, definitely. Like there was a time when I first started uploading YouTube videos because it was more about the makeup side where I didn't speak and it was just music over the videos. I look back on those now and I I, I should have because I'm like, no. But that was before I'd kind of got my confidence with it. And that's when I used to kind of blog more because I like to type and I feel confident with my writing and then obviously putting that into an actual video and turning it into speaking and kind of presenting yourself that's like next level and it was so scary but once I did that I kind of grew even more confident obviously on YouTube you can get like a few weird comments every now and again but that's just life but yeah as soon as I got that confidence I did feel like that was such a valuable skill. Well, it's been so lovely having a chat with you today. And before we go, we ask all of our guests, and I thought I might as well ask you, since we ask everyone else, um, do you have a particular mantra or motivational quote that you live and work by? Yeah, so I kind of always ask myself, would my past self be proud of me? And would my future self be thanking me? And if not, I feel like it's time to switch it up. And I just also don't compare my journey to anybody else's because I feel like everyone will eventually be where they need to be. So I just try and enjoy my ride as much as possible. That's lovely. I totally agree on every level. I actually did a post on LinkedIn not that long ago, just saying like, just stay in your own lane. Like you are your own person, no matter what happens, you know, career, work, personal, anything wise, you are yourself and you should just focus on yourself. And I really like the idea of, you know, would your past self be thanking, would your future self be thanking you? And I just think that's really important and definitely something that, you know, people should think about more because, you know, you are on a journey and it's not necessarily going to be super quick and it's not always going to be smooth, but, you know, the outcome is is definitely going to happen and it's just when it happens. Definitely. And I think it's these small little things that create something massive. So even if it's a tiny little step and you don't feel like it's a huge life change, 
you'll look back in a few years and be happy that you'd made that little step because it's got you to where you need to be. 100%. Thank you so much anyway for being on. It's been so lovely having a chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. That's it, guys and gals. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Girls in Marketing podcast. You can binge listen to all of our previous episodes on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So far, we've covered everything from setting up your own agency and perfecting your personal branding to exploring influencer and fashion marketing. If you like any of them, we'd love it if you could leave a review. It really helps the Girls in Marketing family grow. Oh, and don't forget, you can join thousands of others and connect with us online too. Just search Girls in Marketing on Instagram, find us on LinkedIn or join one of our Facebook groups. We can't wait for the next episode, but until then, we'll chat to you on our DMs. Bye.